0: Hello everybody, I'm Bianca. I'm Rebecca. Welcome back to episode two of Misfit Egos.
1: Yeah, welcome back. So today I think we have some things on our heart that we want <laughs> to talk about. <laughs>
0: it's true, we do. We have some stuff that we really need to get off our chest and talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how have you been this past week, Rebecca?
1: I mean, I've been alright, you know. Ups and downs, per usual. But I've been thinking a lot lately about like issues with creative burnout
0: mm-hmm. and how to get
1: out of out of them. And then when I asked you about how you were doing, you sounded like you were doing kind of similarly. <laughs> so let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So this past
0: week, um, we've had a myriad of technical issues and other things going on in our life. Um, Hurricane Isaisis came through and kind of put a little bit of a wrench in our, my end of the episode recording and like, <laughs> <laughs> but we just want to discuss a little bit about the um, struggles you go through when you have a creative um, birth. I know a lot of people that we're friends with are creatives and People in general, I think, can relate to the idea of having a moment of inspiration almost to do things better, to create stuff. for A us, new for era artists. for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> in those, those moments that you feel like, oh, I'm just going to remake myself or for yeah. an artist. Oh, I'm just, I have so many things to create and the inspiration is just there. And how to stay in that, even amid consistent failure because
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like you're gonna have those highs and then the trips aren't gonna stop just because you're on a high and it's like how to keep going up despite tripping and falling here and there
0: yeah it's definitely difficult um, and I think one of the best things to do is obviously it's so annoying because everybody says it but persistence through it is important and I'm speaking as such a hypocrite under that, because <laughs> I have an extreme hatred and aversion to failure <laughs> to the point that I will often not do things if I think I can't do it right the first time, <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's one of it's definitely a major flaw that I have to struggle with, which has been hard because we actually have been really on point, even with this podcast, I think, in terms of getting things done. Yeah. You know, it's been fun for us through it. Even on our low days, it was, like, it's so exciting. But today's past, a low day. But today's a low day. We're using our
1: art to get through it, and we hope yes. that other artists will relate to that. We
0: had topic ideas and stuff, but we figured, you know what, let's be as real as we can. And this has been a rough, a rough week creatively for us.
1: Episode two, getting into the field straight off the bat. I know, it's so bad. What was that quote we wrote down? It was really funny. It was going to be like our catchphrase or something.
0: Uh, do Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. It's like at the tip of my tongue. I said it randomly one day. Oh, didn't
1: I? come for the tea, stay for the feelings. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't That's feel like us. it was going to come
0: out as early as this, but um, I think a lot of that probably comes across as people are like, oh, it's only your second episode, though. But this was like at least a full month
1: of just constant planning and work on our end. But we've been, this project has been in our lives, and even if it was in the back of our head for a few weeks at a time, like, all year. Like, all Since of 2020. What a year to start a passion project. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Like, wow. Good for us. This oh. is... We should be, like, proud.
0: Yeah. That's the thing, is I do recommend, especially in these times, you guys, like, finding something that you can kind of pour yourself into that isn't negative and isn't, like... um a, consuming, a consumerist type of mentality. Like I think a lot of us in during this quarantine, during um, so many social issues and events going on right now have been in a very consumerist type of mindset um, where we just are constantly intaking information. And that's good to an extent, but especially if you're a creative person or just a person who um, likes having outlets, and now is the time to really start out putting something out, outpouring yeah. something. Um, it's important even just for your mental health. I think we talked about yeah. this a little bit.
1: Um, Especially being so, like, disconnected from people. Like, yeah. sometimes as a, you need an audience as a creative. It's not, like, a, a self-centered thing. It's just, like, you make things for people to look at or experience for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you don't have an audience, like, it it kind of sucks and it feels kind of sad. And sometimes, like... Even just posting your work and like really like lift your spirits, yeah,
0: that's I think um it's just a little tidbit to take away from this is if you're anything like me a lot of times too, and you have somewhat of a perfectionist bone, I think both of us do a bit, mm-hmm. it's difficult to um, put stuff out there that we don't deem exactly how we want it,
1: yeah, and
0: my words to that are just get it out, like, get it out there, like, like, I was having this conversation with somebody because I guess, you know, and I'm just going to talk about this on the podcast, I wasn't going to talk about it with anybody (laughs) until, (laughs) until, well, I mean, you know, until, like, much later, but I am currently working on um, a book of illustrations and poetry, um, and it probably won't, it's not, I'm not going to publish it for a while because I'm obviously spending a lot of time, um compiling it but it everybody I had people be like I had a few of people in my life who were like like why would you do that? Like you don't like your is your poetry even like poetry? Like is it Wait, is it like, have
1: people actually said that to you?
0: Well I've had like one or two people who are like is that a smart idea if you're not hundred percent sure like it's like good writing or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Listen. It's it's an important opinion because people are doing it out of like don't just throw something out there, you know what I mean? And yeah. I get that, but as a creative person, I think you just need to pardon I'm my I'm sure so the opposite nice of that speech. opinion though. Just get your shit out there, just make yeah. it. <laughs> and if you wanna make a better one, then make a better one afterwards. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, so
0: I just, I think that the best thing for people to do sometimes is you guys just have to start I know it sounds so cliche, but you really just have to start and you have to work on it. And if you fail, then you fail and you start again or you do something different. I don't know. Yeah. It's not easy, though. It sucks. And I think, honestly, if it wasn't for you, Rebecca, during this project, like, I right now would be like, I'm the type of person who I'm like, okay, I failed. I'm done.
1: Yeah, it's really no, hard I, for me I, I try to like push you with that because I know we've talked about it before and I like mm-hmm. I don't want you to ever not do something because you're worried about it not being perfect because you could take freaking Monet and like everyone loves Monet's water lilies but <laughs> it, it'll just take one person to say they're not perfect and they're not perfect anymore so
0: I know its it's definitely it's, an interesting concept especially to in it art with.
1: it is all opinion so like it just, is you know like you can't care about everyone's
0: I know it's so stupid and it's hard to to like it's so hard to get rid of that sometimes though
1: (sighs) I feel like I'm like kind of the opposite of you in some ways though but then at the same time like same core where it's like I'll get excited about something I don't care what people think I go and throw it against a wall and then when nobody looks I'm like but, like, it's cool, isn't it? Like, <laughs> and yeah, then I get all sad. Like... But I'm not going to not do it. But I still get sad when it's not, like, praised or whatever. See, your
0: sadness comes after the fact. Mine will come mid and I'll st- I won't even end up doing it. Yeah, I think yours sometimes is a probably a more healthier. I mean, it's, it's not – you shouldn't think that way at all. Because if you've done it, you've done it. Whereas, like, I would look at your work and be like, bro, you freaking created something. That's awesome. <laughs> Whereas me, I'm, like, getting halfway through and somebody says, that's shit. And I'm like, you're probably right. Maybe I shouldn't do this.
1: Who do you hang out with? Maybe you no, just don't hang out that. with enough people. Nobody says that, that to was me. Or maybe an they should.
0: extreme example. I'm, I'm <laughs> extremifying the words to make it more clear how it comes across. Okay. You know? Yeah. But nobody told nobody's told me, like, you're shit. You know what I mean? Except for Cooper Union. <laughs>
1: wait can we talk about the story i forgot about that i forgot you wanted to go to cooper union
0: yeah that was weird okay i regret that whole like desire I, okay i really wanted to go because i knew it would be like a wonderful opportunity for me to go to an art the cooper school cooper union
1: kids though are so mysterious though i only started seeing them walking in and out of the building for the first time this past semester you okay, never those. see those kids like where are they they're like bats they're always hidden away
0: for those of you guys who don't know, Cooper Union is like—it's an art school in New York. Um, arts and not it's design, like engineering. It's like really, really yeah, it's really, arts like, and niche. engineering, and it's super niche and it's very like, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't even for? know.
1: <laughs> it's just very like yeah, <laughs> no. it's like it's, yeah. it's niche. It's really fancy and niche.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to go there, but basically. Two or three of the um, admissions counselors basically told me that, like, conceptually, I was a very interesting artist and I definitely had a lot of ideas, but my personal skill would never be able to come bring my true conceptions to fruition. Like, I would never be able to. I (laughs) can't believe
1: they said that to you. I (laughs) I literally (laughs) cannot believe they said that to you.
0: Which, in my head, I know I left there, like, um, I left there crying, I think, the, first, the second time I got Because I went to one person, and then I went to the actual school to get my portfolio reviewed, and then...
1: Also, what art school looks for skill? All art schools want ideas. That's, like, the whole thing. I don't know. You know, know what I mean? Was... Like, because they teach you the skill there. Like, it's always... They want to see that you have interesting ideas when you apply, not that you know how to draw perfectly, because... That, that's I guess not, they thought that know? I would
0: never be able to draw perfectly, basically.
1: But who cares about that? That's not what art is. Like, I, I think that's so bizarre. I can't believe that it happened. It is odd.
0: And I, I, at this point in time, look back at it, and I was thinking... I thought about this the other day. I had a conversation with someone about it, and um, that was a huge failure for me. I was like, What? What? <laughs> But when I think about it now, I go, well, fine. Then if I can't be the person who makes it, I'm going to be the director who tells them how I want it done. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, that's what matters. Unless like, you're just she, a tool for someone else to use.
0: Yeah. And I was like, you know what? As long as I have the ideas, that's all that's important to me. And I want to make stuff. I can. I'm more than willing to contract out things that I don't know how to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not stuck in the idea that I have to do everything. I was for a while, but I get that I can't and I in order to make my ideas come to life, I will probably need a lot of the help of other people. Yeah. But that was that was a hard blow failure wise. I think that and like maybe one or two other times have I ever really been like, This is the wrong career path. I should have done something. <laughs> this is not <laughs> I'm not cut out, I'm not good enough. <laughs>
1: I don't, yeah, that is so bizarre, but we've all had that. Like, we
0: all have, anybody yeah. in this field. I've, I I've
1: had those experiences with, like, people basically telling me I'm crap. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my Kenneth Cole interview? No. I did, right? Did I not? I don't think so. Oh, you'll so. love this. <laughs> it was basically kind of along the same lines, except, like, a thousand times harsher so like okay this is i just want to preface how like how much of like a shock this was to me where i've done interviews before right like corporate interviews (laughs) it's just for an internship it's just for internships like i've done the internship with victoria's secret and then internship with universal music video i'm not universal (laughs) universal Universal Music music group yeah yeah and so like interviews are like of course scary but like at the end of the day, it's chill, it's vibe, everyone's nice. You've so done I it to, I went to this interview for Kenneth Cole. And I was early because you're supposed to be early. And, like, oh, my God. Like, the guy, Bianca, normally my interviews have been, like, 30 to 40 minutes long.
0: Mm-hmm. This one was
1: four minutes long. What? The guy sat me down, looked at my resume... Literally slid it to the side and was just like, So, like, what do you do? He didn't tell me what I was there being interviewed for. He didn't tell me about the job. He didn't tell me what they were looking for. He was like, So, like, what do you do? And I was just like, Oh, well, I've worked here. Like, I've done this. I'm studying this. Like, these are the things I've done in my classes. And he's just like, So, like, what? And then I was like, Oh, well, like, you could see on my portfolio, like, I've done these things and, like, My illustration style is like this. And he's just like, so you're not a designer. And I was just like, I do illustrations in the past, but that I'm not an illustrator. I can design. I do like typography. And he was just like, he literally rolled his eyes at me. Oh, my God. And then I forget what else he said, but the whole thing was just so bizarre. I was like, does he think I'm being interviewed for a full-time job and not an internship? Because it was just so out of the norm. And then I didn't even remember what else he said, but it was literally like my life flashed before my eyes. Like this is how fast this all went. And it was literally Devil Wears Prada. Like he rolled his his eyes at me so many times. And Ooh, and cool. and like he was like, I forget what else he said, but it was just so rude. The whole thing was so rude. And I literally left that building just being like I literally like laughed to myself when I left because I was like what just happened like I know they say stories of how oh design is a like tough career to get into especially in like New York City it's competitive but like that was straight up out of a movie I felt like such an idiot I got dressed up I spent $20 on an Uber like went to the interview prepared brought copies of my resume and like the man rolled his eyes at me pushed my resume to the side and asked me to leave I, I, I didn't even, like... he. They asked me to be there. They called me in for the interview twice. On two separate occasions, they asked to interview me.
0: And they were that rude. They asked That's...
1: to interview me twice. Yes, I applied, but they reached out to me two times.
0: That's insane.
1: It was... I walked out of there like, what just happened? <laughs> that was probably think... my coldest experience I've ever had. It was horrible. Yeah.
0: Honestly, the only time I've ever had a quote-unquote bad interview would have been for Cooper Union like that, for, like, that type of just shot-down type of feeling. stone-cold. Like, basically, they told me, don't even apply to our school. Yeah. They literally, one lady literally said that to me. She's like, yeah, I think you should, what are your other options that you're looking at? And (gasps) I said, told her. And she's like, yeah, I think you should apply to those and don't apply here.
1: Are you serious? Yeah. What are they looking for?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Probably, like, someone, like, prodigy. I don't even freaking know.
1: <laughs> you know what? Who but it's them? better.
0: You don't need When them. I left that place, all I thought about was, like, I'm going to spend my life. I'm going to become a creative, and I will make a name for myself enough that there's somebody at that school who would regret me not going there.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, they invite you to give a talk one day to their students. Yep. And you get and to sing we go, out. or we you go? go and then you say how they turned you down, <laughs> yeah. and that you can make you're, make yourself out of
0: anything, and
1: you don't need. Lord these knows
0: that I love Parsons ten billion times more. I probably than I would have probably loved. Yeah. Cooper Union just because of the people that I've met, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, this took us somewhat. I don't know why, it took, like a turn this way, but I feel better.
1: <laughs> like, I knew I feel you more, would like upbeat. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was like, we gotta just talk it out. You know, like, everyone has those hard days. That's what friends are for. We just gotta sit down and talk it out. Yeah. We can oh move my on. God.
0: Guys, I was bumming so hard. Rebecca thought she was gonna get an uplifted. I thought I she... was gonna be the one bumming us down. And then I was like, Bianca, are you okay? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was it was more because I've had a couple of failures artistically this week, okay, guys? It wasn't anything, like, tremendous. And you know, I need AC to survive, and the fact that I, my house hasn't had power for three days, yeah. and I want to stay with a friend <laughs> because I just couldn't, I couldn't live <laughs> in, the, in the muggy hurricane heat.
1: Oh, so speaking, though, of getting out of creative funks after failure, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about, like, when you feel that initial, like, ooh, what was that? You know, like, you start to see colors a little brighter again, and you're like, I kind of want to, kind of want to... Mm you know, make that. Make something. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just get that little, like, that little glimmer, and you're like, oh, okay. I wanted to talk to you because it's really funny and really unlike me, and I thought you've always said this. My most recent creative, like, glimmer, I guess you could say, I am dying to paint in the woods. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know, right? I, I feel like music sounds better these days, colors look brighter these days, and I just, I, I just want to go outside and, like, be in nature with and paint and I don't paint I've always envied people that can paint because I think it's like so cool when people could paint and I'm just like you know what who cares if I can't paint I'm gonna go make some colors look cool abstract art is a thing and I'm gonna just like my brush strokes will be my feelings
0: there you go <laughs> there you go yes I am Isn't that so this? unlike me
1: though it's so weird <laughs>
0: You should definitely. I've been painting a lot recently, just letting myself paint whatever I want to paint, and it's been so great.
1: Yeah. It'll be very therapeutic. I just want to, like, something I want to get more in touch with again is it's been a long time, like, I've been in touch with my creativity nonstop throughout my life because I make sure I do, and I make it a priority, but it's been a long time since I've prioritized my art, which sounds kind of stupid, but to me like it's been so long since I've worked with colored pencil and paper and yeah. like analog techniques. You've been And I'm just like I need to prioritize. Yeah, time. I've been working on my designs or like digital art. And like yeah. I love digital art. Like I I think it's so cool and I really love it. But I think I just need to like feed my soul a bit and just like have time to reflect and make something that's only one copy, you know? Like just mm-hmm. like something I can hold and, like, and be like, this is it. This is what my emotions look like today, you know? You know
0: what you should do? This is, okay, this is, this is, I'm gonna say this for all creatives, anybody who has any type of a creative bone in their body. Yes. I don't want you to get caught up with the word that I'm about to say, but start genuinely keeping a sketchbook. Me and I, yeah, like you I used to. to. Do you
1: remember the one from high school that I was so proud of and I put yeah. so much time in? I need to start doing that again because that one's still like my prize and, and like joy is that sketchbook from high school. And I just instead of always looking at it and like being like, I wish I was this creative again. Like I gotta do it again. You're right.
0: I have forced one of my roommates, who she's a designer, specifically yeah. a designer. Um, she's. It was an art director at an advertising agency, and yeah. um, she went through a spell where she left work and she's been in between looking for work, and it's been really difficult for her because she's accustomed to creating constantly. Yeah. And I told her, I want you to keep a sketchbook, and she got all stressed out because she was like, but I, don't really, I haven't drawn in so long, and I don't really draw that much, and I was like, Delphine. Yeah. It doesn't have to be drawings. It can be, you can just do a page of watercolors, you can do a page of designs, you can do a page of your um, logo work that you do. You can have a page of literally just cut out pieces of aesthetics from magazines that you love. And she started doing it and I had her like, I told her I want her to fill a page. I don't need you to fill a page each day, but I don't want you to move back and forth through the sketchbook. I want you to go page by page or like fill a page and so before you turn the page yeah and so she's been doing that and she's like Bianca this is the best thing I've done in so long and she now has like like a quarter of a sketchbook filled after it's just like a month not even yeah and she sends them to me frequently from here here and there and it's like it makes me so happy because I love to see somebody just creating yeah and it'll be simple as like she'll have pages that are literally just like cutouts from her favorite magazine aesthetic for apartment that she'd like to have one day and then another page of just like watercolored circles with some pretty lines over them and yeah it's just it gets you out of the habit of i she's also like me where she needs things to be perfect sometimes and it gets Mm -hmm. you out of the habit of like needing things to look good because you don't realize that like if you draw on a page and you just make sure you fill the page with stuff you could have something super ugly on there and it looks but cool. But it looks it looks so cool. Like I have I have yeah. pages in my sketchbook that like they're drawings that I hated but mm. then like I added some watercolor over them and then I like threw like some stickers on top of them or like put like a cool textured piece on it and it's like one of my favorite pages in my sketchbook.
1: Yeah, I had a professor, he was my favorite professor and he used to always look at people's sketches. Because, like, he would see people's sketches, and then they'd start making the actual thing that the sketch was for. And yeah. then he's like, sketches always look so much cooler because there's so much it? potential. Um, Marcos? I don't okay. think you've had him. He does no. advertising. He's my favorite professor. Um, but, yeah, I remember he said that that sketches always look so much better because there's so much potential. This is I want this to go for
0: anybody, too. Like, not just people who are creative. Like, you can keep a journal and have, like like each day I don't want you to like be like, oh, I'm gonna write a full page, but write a snippet and then maybe doodle on it and then maybe stick some pictures that you love in it. Like keeping that type of stuff where you spend at least maybe like anywhere from 15 to like an hour a day in it, you have no idea how much like it just means. Like even when I look at my freaking planner, right? I have a planner here. And I – it's literally just a journal, but I make it a planner in that, like, I write, like, here's Thursday, March 12th. And I made it super, like, bullet journal-y looking on that day. And then another day it looks super different. And I just have kept I it. Think, and I'm halfway through it. And it feels so yeah. fun to flip through because I just see –
1: I see my myself
0: in all of these days. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think what's so important about being creative is that, like, sometimes we get so hung up on, like – The polished look of things Mm -hmm. but the most important part is like just exploring your emotions and figuring Mm -hmm. out what they look like and I feel like once you figure out what your emotions look like you find your style and like that might mean that you have a new style that hasn't been born yet and like it's like one of those rebirths like we're talking about like you feel that glimmer and you're like what does that look like and you have to explore Mm -hmm. that glimmer and then you have a whole new set of styles and it's like so cool but no, don't let just, the failures keep you from doing it.
0: <laughs> no, don't let the fa- and don't let your idea of what is perfection get in your get in your way because yeah. nothing is perfect and even as an artist a lot of times pieces that you look at as perfect in a few days will no longer be to you. So I want people to like just just it's so simply cliche and I hate it because there isn't any way for me to put it but just
1: cheesy is good cheesy works yeah (laughs) just literally
0: just create just spend time creating which is why like I think also don't get trapped in like I'm an illustrator like I thought I had to be like that and then I was thinking about it recently and it came on to me this whole idea of a book of my illustrations Mm -hmm. mixed with my poetry like I write the maybe it's terrible poetry I'll never know But I write. I use words all the time, and I love words. Yeah. But I never thought of myself as a writer, so I never gave myself that title and didn't feel like I had the right to claim it. Yeah. However, if I label myself a creative instead, it allows me any avenue to like work on. Yeah, exactly. I can create a book if I want to of words and illustrations. I can create a painting and be like a fine artist. I can do design. I can do any type of design I want. Yeah don't get yourself in a box as a creative person because it is the most stressful thing.
1: Yeah and I think like a lot of times like I usually I have every like I think something that's hard for creatives is your work is your hobby and so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to feel like you're allowed to still have hobbies because you feel like oh but I'm a designer and so I just think of it as like in terms of like my LinkedIn I'm a designer because Mm -hmm. professionally I'm a designer but Within my life, like I'm a creative. I can do all these things. That is my hobby. Like, my yeah. work is what I love, but I don't have to just do work because it's what I love, you know? Like, no. I'm allowed to do other things in my free time. I'm allowed to still have hobbies. Like,
0: yeah, I think it's a rare thing to find a person who is just so obsessed with, let's say, design that it's yeah. all that they ever do. I think it's so good to have multiple avenues. I mean, Some of the things that I enjoy as hobbies are just so not a part of my life as an artist that they become a part of my life as an artist. Like, I love herbology and I study traditional medicine from Eastern and um, Western culture. And um, I never really tied it into my art until maybe I realized, like, I love to draw the plants that I study. Yeah. And then that influenced a lot of my drawing style in terms of illustration, like the fine details that are important to me in illustration because of the yeah. plants that I draw. And you'll find that like, the more you broaden your interests across the board, the more, I guess it says, I don't wanna say unique, but the more like you, the things that you create will become because you're not, you're not tunneling yourself. Yeah. You know, allow yourself the freedom to express anything in any way.
1: You know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm glad this kind of turned into more of like motivational positivity than it was <laughs> originally. Yeah. We were just gonna discuss the down like the hardships of struggling with the ideas of failure
1: and Yeah. Which I think <laughs> we did though, because we talked about we failure did. and like at the end of the day the answer is you you can't focus on the failure. What'd you learn from the failure and, like, do something else? Like, mm-hmm. it sucks. It sucks. But...
0: Failure don't, sucks, guys. Don't stay down. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up, it sucks so much. But, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to wallow? Or are you going to get up and and get out there
1: again? Yeah. I, mean, I give I've- you the
0: the privilege to wallow for a little
1: while because Yeah, you have to wallow. You have to wallow for, like, a good, like, like, 72 hours, and then if it's been more than 72 hours, you gotta at least, like, at least make art about the sadness. (laughs) Like, you know, like, then then you you gotta do something because otherwise you'll get stuck, and you don't want to get stuck.
0: It's a hard place to get out of when you're stuck for too long. Yeah, so do we want to, do we want to do a little extra, because originally, guys, um, our podcast struck through itself.
1: I have a fun topic that I can bring up. Okay. Yeah, no, so Bianca started explaining before I rudely interrupted her, um, (laughs) that we were, for this podcast, we plan, like, forever when we run out of topics, or if we just don't have a topic for one week, like, we'll do random generator of fun little questions, and so mm-hmm. normally we would do a fun little generator right now, but I do have a question that goes along with the theme and it'd be kind of fun to talk about. And okay. so Bianca, what kind of music do you listen to either when you're making art or when, or music that'll trigger inspiration for your art? Oh. So both. So like things that help you work and focus on the work. And then music where you'll be going around your day and then this song comes on and you're like, oh, shoot, I feel a glimmer. I gotta go make something. That's (laughs) an
0: interesting question. That's a really interesting question. Okay. Okay. To preface, I am... The way I listen to music is very mood-based. So... Yeah. Music is not usually affecting my mood, but typically a reflection of it.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way.
0: So... um, I guess a lot of times when I paint, I'm typically either listening to, like, indie rock, yeah, right? Which mm-hmm. is also... I listen to indie rock in, like... in specifically Arabic, Korean, Chinese, and English. Because I just... <laughs> I have a thing where I really love listening to music in other languages. Yeah. And I typically listen to that, or I listen to... um Opera, and Italian and Russian. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the two, like, that I, like, tend to listen to when I am, like, painting or drawing. But I'm trying to think of something that legitimately sparks the creativity. Because I, I don't know if there's a song that sparks it. Because these two genres I tend to listen to most frequently just across the board. Yeah. Um. Maybe... There's specific songs by Pavarotti and um, Dimash kudai in opera that will make <laughs> me feel like... I can't <laughs> say I know what they are, but it's interesting to hear how we contrast. <laughs> <laughs> that will make me feel more creative. And there's specific um, songs by Dima, which is a Chinese artist, um, indie rock artist, and... Um, who's the other one I've been listening to really a lot lately who um, I always tend to feel more creative while listening to them oh my god I can't remember I can't remember but um, it changes frequently but that those two genres are the ones I say I probably lean to most frequently when it comes to um, creative stuff
1: yeah, I'm very different. <laughs> so for me, I I always find this topic interesting of like what sparks like people's inspiration because senior year of high school, my APR concentration was all based on that, like mm-hmm. sparks of inspiration. And so for me, I feel like I'm the same way where like my music is a reflection of what mood I'm in, but also that totally might not be true because I almost always am listening to EDM when I, when I work or when I'm, like, getting inspired, but, yeah, I usually always listen to those, like, trap house, like, heavy, like, remixed, like, hour-long mixes of music, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like, something about it, even if I'm, like, studying, like, my friends at school would be like how do you focus listening to that (laughs) like and I'm just like I don't know something about it it makes me feel like I'm in a montage in like a movie where the person's like working and like yes (laughs) like new chapter new era new learnings like she's she's growing and like I don't know it like gets me my daydreams start being about me studying and then I'm like oh heck yeah and I'm like typing to the beat <laughs> it's really stupid but like that's it's always not me stupid. whatever makes it's me feel good. my coolest is what's gonna either inspire me or make me focus <laughs> well I think that's fairly
0: accurate on myself as well I know it sounds like <laughs> the opera it makes me feel stupid. cool <laughs> it does I feel like a lot of times I'll be um when I paint especially I tend to listen to opera more frequently when I'm painting outside like on my porch yeah, or something I can
1: understand
0: there's a breeze I will have my opera playing I typically have some candles I always have candles lit when I'm working like I I literally always have to light candles when I'm working (laughs) I know that sounds so stupid but like and not like fake candles like I need candles burning I love because I used to burn I think I used it's because I used to burn incense when I was painting a lot in high school but like I'm not allowed to burn incense in my house anymore because my dad hates it
1: (laughs) Incense does smell really strong. (laughs) So I've switched over
0: to just, like, non-scented candles. I'll have burning and then one scented candle. Or, like, something like that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It just... I feel very much, like, in the mood to paint when I'm listening to certain opera. And then the same thing for... um, I think that opera definitely comes out more when I'm painting. And probably indie rock more like across the board in terms of like if i'm drawing i'm illustrating something or if i'm getting work done or if i'm designing something
1: yeah but
0: but i guess the thing that will spark me i guess is candles (laughs) i just (laughs) have to have candles burning like my little sister walked into my room while i was drawing the other day and she goes looks like a freaking seance in here what are you doing that's <laughs> so like, funny because I turn all the lights down really low and do I just you grab, like yeah and I have like 10 candles <laughs> would you say like that you're flickering like a, light
1: would you say you're like a like a slow like I don't know how to explain it like a slow and like peaceful and organized artist or are you like a angry like ripping like strokes kind of artist or does it depend
0: um, the only time I think my anger ever comes out in my work is going to be when I'm painting, but even then, it's infrequent. I tend to be a very slow, methodical artist. Like, even that's why a lot of, I think sometimes I even avoid it. Yeah, it took me a long time to get back into painting because um, my setup, my build up to paint, is a lot of work. Yeah, like in, inside, like emotionally, as well as um, like my setup to like start painting. You know
1: yeah I feel like that's um. where I can be really emo <laughs> it's like I'm the opposite like my like we've talked about being instant gratification artists before but mm-hmm. like my inspiration like if it happens it happens really suddenly it's like me getting hit on the head it's like it's there I have to use it now it's gonna go fast so like I feel like I'm a very like aggressive like scribble quick and like ripping corners like type of artist yeah, in my, like, no. private, like, sketchbook life.
0: Mine is definitely a slow swelling. Almost like a, like a swelling wave kind of a yeah. thing, feeling, I think. And... Um, I'm trying... Like, like, that... When you said sketchbook, like, ripping something, I instigated... What do I do, though? Like, there is something that I do when I'm feeling a quick emotion that I know won't come... Oh, a lot of times I'll wake up in the middle of the night with, like, an idea...
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: And that tends to be the only moment that I'm, like, really just quickly getting it down on paper, like... Yeah. With no pre-thought to it.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like my inspiration is quick, so it usually makes me, like, either really aggressive and big with the piece mm-hmm. that I make, or it makes me, like, really precise, but, like, as fast as possible. <laughs> it's, like, really weird. No. Yeah, that's interesting how I'm like a hamster on a treadmill. Is, That's me in my inspiration. Like, gotta go. (laughs) And my
0: inspiration is, like, really slow and can last days. Like, I mean, you've seen some of of my illustration pieces, too, though. But the thing is, like, if I drop off from it, it gets dropped off in the middle. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that sucks is it never gets finished then. It's very easy for me not to finish things.
1: I heard it was actually from my poetry professor who said something about stuff like that. Um, he was talking it just reminded me of this and I thought it was a really cool way of explaining it but um like how you were saying like you start something and then you kind of get uninterested and then you like leave it for a while he was talking about that with poetry like you write something you kind of like it and you have to revise it and he said if you take if you like leave too much time between writing it and revising it it's kind of like clay like the longer you wait it'll just kind of harden into that first Mm -hmm. draft and unless you keep like molding it it won't ever like blossom and I thought that was really interesting because I feel like that's really true for the creative process like if I I leave something untouched for way too long there's no way I'm gonna finish it
0: yeah but I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that um this is gonna sound super I guess I don't want to say philosophical but like um that's the work that you too. create <laughs> the work that you create is often somewhat of a snapshot of you in that moment mm-hmm. I think and I find that if I leave a piece for too long the person who created that it is no longer yeah. my work
1: that's really really true I'm like who is yeah. that I don't even like that like if I went back to yeah. it it would make me cringe that's really true I never thought about that I'd probably just completely paint over it yeah
0: or like draw over it or just like scrap it yeah like I look at my old sketchbooks even sometimes, and I'm like,
1: "Who made that?"
0: <laughs> What's it like <laughs> to be a math major? Oh, I know. Sometimes I'm like, I wonder how like the how the other side works, how their brain can function. someone with a
1: left brain please just like talk to me,
0: reach like, out to us to if this you... and like let
1: me know how crazy and emo we sound.
0: Yeah, if you are somebody who is. I don't want to say not creative because I think many industries are creative. But if it's not like investment. what fuels you, you know, there's a difference. Yeah. If you are much more of an analytical brain or a um, mathematical logistical brain. brain, logistical <laughs> brain, statistical brain, <laughs> <laughs> anything but. Being... <laughs> that does. I would love to like if you have actual commentary on it. Like I would love to read it out maybe in another episode. Yeah, yeah, that like, would be how awesome. how you think and how it sounds hearing us
1: talk about these yeah. types of things. That's what I, that would be so interesting to like, because I've never like. Obviously, I've had friends that weren't creatives, but like we never talk about this stuff. Like yeah, I never we really don't. talk about what's going on in my head up here. You know, it's like there's a whole swirling of like. Uh, I miss when I had pink hair. <laughs> I really feel like that was my prime. That was your first prime. That was no. I think my first prime was senior year of high school when I found my style. Like, it was a baby version of my style, but I think I found it. I think out. we
0: were both senior year of high school. Yeah.
1: And then, so I, like, loved art at that time. I was like, I feel so cool. I found myself. Look at it. That's me. Like, like <laughs> that's how I felt. And then when I got to New York City for the first time, I, like, really found myself and, like, dyed my hair pink. But I wouldn't even... I feel like I... I feel like I know myself so much better now than I did then that I'm like, oh gosh, like how am I gonna how well am I gonna know myself in five years? I'm terrified. But having pink hair was more and more. I feel like that was when I really accepted myself as a creative and I found myself and I had like the confidence to call myself a creative. My imposter syndrome was squashed. (laughs) Oh my god, I know. Maybe we should do a re episode one day. We we should talk about imposter syndrome again because there's so much to be said on that.
0: If you haven't heard us, we did it on our old podcast when we first started this, and it was... Did we ever upload that episode, actually? We
1: did, yeah. It was imposter Syndrome versus Creativity. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. We should just Um, upload it on this channel.
0: If you're interested, um, you guys let us know. We might do another episode on that. And if you have commentary on your own struggles with stuff like imposter Syndrome... um, then let us know I think that would definitely be an interesting topic to bring up again Um, even with more information because we did it six months ago
1: yeah I think I I can
0: speak on it maybe even
1: better now than I could then. yeah I think so too especially once I start getting out into the woods and start (laughs) (laughs) then I'll really have some things to say for everyone (laughs) but yeah I guess I guess that we should wrap it up because we've been going for a short episode (laughs) no (laughs) I know
0: we thought this was going to be short because our first idea got scratched.
1: We really needed this. Regardless, it now.
0: we needed this, you guys. And I hope this helps you. Let us know if you
1: if you liked this real format, like us just sharing our feels and walking through our feels.
0: Yeah, you... we'll do this sometimes. Like genuinely, we'll probably stick to a more lighter yeah, type of sure. um, podcast for a while. But mm-hmm. once in a while, we're going to do these real kind of breakdowns on where we're at and just. Things that we struggle with, I think, is probably a good idea.
1: Yeah, um, and I think it's so, important.
0: So um, follow us on Instagram. We're misfit e uh, misfit underscore egos underscore pod. Yes,
1: um, and
0: my person <laughs> my personal Instagram
1: is ivory wolf. And my personal Instagram is Rebecca understo- underscore underscore Dags. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> stop saying the underscore. Who needs like? It's so hard to say out loud. <laughs> Regardless,
0: guys, thank you for listening to this week. Look forward to next Fridays. And please, please, please um, DM us and continue to give us feedback.
1: Yeah, we, we got love got some feedback. this week.
0: I love it. It was fantastic. Um, we love hearing from you guys. And we want you get to continue to give us topic ideas. Yes. So, all right. See you next Friday. Have a good week.